Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I'm happy to welcome tonight Joan Ott. Appreciate you coming and sharing your story tonight with us. Thank you. <laughs> I know this can be a little challenging, but uh, tell us a little bit about your time as a Latter-day Saint. Were you raised in the church or born in the I was. I was raised in the church and yeah. born under the covenant. Okay. Uh, my family was um, very active. Um, they still are, the yeah. ones that are still with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was the youngest in the family. How many and brothers and sisters did you have? I have one brother and three sisters. Oh. Um, my sister that's closest to me is just a couple years older than me, and then there was a gap of about 10 years. So. Wow. Um, my older family is quite a bit older than I am. But all members of the church and active, I guess? Um, yes, except the oldest. Yeah. Um, but still still very active. Oh, where were you, where were you raised? Where were you born? I was born and raised in Richfield, Utah. Oh, wow. And Sam Peak County, is that? No, that's, that's Sevier County. Sevier <laughs> County, okay. Okay. And did you feel like you had a pretty normal upbringing in in Richfield then? And I did. I had a very happy yeah. childhood and, yeah. and was, came from a very, very good home, very yeah. loving home. Were you baptized at age eight? I was. You were? Mm -hmm. okay. my, my, old, my brother was on a mission at that time, oh. and uh, he had baptized my sister, and so I felt a little bad because he was <laughs> always a good yeah. Big brother, yeah. Uh, but my dad um, did baptize, baptize me and confirm me. Yeah, and uh, and then from then on, I guess as a young adult and everything, a teenager, you were active in the church and. I was. was yeah. yeah, I always tried to do the best that I could. Sure. Um, I when I turned fourteen, I'd only been fourteen a month, and my my father passed away. Oh, at um, age 14, he, I'm sorry. He died of a heart attack, because um, he was a little bit older when my sister and I were born, the mm -hmm. youngest half of the family. Oh, yeah. But he was still only 62 when well, he passed away, so yeah. that still isn't really very old. Kind of hard on everybody, I'm sure, huh? Right, and I was always a daddy's girl. I, oh. <laughs> every Everything I could do, I, I would do with my dad. Oh. And so... Um, that was pretty it, traumatic. It was, yeah. and it really... That kind of solidified my uh, experience with the church because the the temple blessing that we were sealed, yeah. that we would be a forever family. Yeah, that's very just, important, isn't it? Yeah, that that just was so that meant everything to me because I wanted to see my dad again, oh. and I wanted to have that eternal family, and so I was always a very good girl. Yeah, I I tried the best I could and was a good Mormon. 
We may get back to that little thought again about uh, eternal life and, and families are forever kind of stuff, but did, did you go to seminary? And I did. did I graduated from seminary. Did you? Mm -hmm. was very active in that. You feel like you had a testimony of Joseph Smith and the Book of I Mormon? I did. I mean, even at a young age in primary, I remember uh, being asked to tell the <laughs> Joseph Smith story, and I knew it, and yeah. you know, I recited it. The Pillar of Light and all the right, different I, parts of I it. I thought, you know, I believed everything. Yeah. And the Book of Mormon, had you read that? or had mm -hmm. you, Yeah, you know, I read that. Um, I went, like I said, the, the seminary takes you through all the standard works. Yeah. Um, the Bible kind of skims over it a lot. I remember there was yeah. just select reading um, program, and it, it skipped quite a bit of it, so I In never Bible, felt like, yeah. especially Old Testament, right. that I really <laughs> knew anything about more Old topical Testament. than, than detail, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. But I, I went on to, to school. I went to Southern Utah. Oh, yeah. And I was actually an institute graduate as well. Wow. So. Well, that's pretty rare, actually. <laughs> Most... I took a few classes, but I never graduated from yeah, institute. Yeah, I graduated from institute. Well, good for you. So. Any questions or anything ever come up during seminary or institute that ever raised your eyebrow a little and thought, hmm, that's, uh, that's different. I hadn't heard that. Um, you know, not really. Yeah. I Like I said, I, I had my eye on the goal. <laughs> yeah. And I knew what I had to do to as far to as get the, to yeah, the Mormon Church. So. Celestial Kingdom. Huh? Uh -huh. That's that's my main concern. I yeah. really didn't question. Yeah. Always looking to the temple and temple marriage and that kind of thing. So did right. you, what happens after uh, college or the institute and so on? Well, um, it was my senior year of college and I met my husband, True. <laughs> and we were actually in a biology class. We're going to interview True uh, <laughs> next week, I think. But, uh, so you were in a biology class together? Uh -huh. and did, the it, did you catch your eye right off or vice versa? Well, kind of, <laughs> but it, it was this uh, professor was a little bit old school and he set up a seating chart. And so about the second or third day of class, he had a seating chart and True and I happened to be sitting together. <laughs> and so that kind of started our romance. Yeah. But it happened very quickly because our first date was February 12th and we were married June 12th that same year. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was very quick. But um, we had some experiences at that time. I had some health issues, but I didn't realize. So I went to the doctor and he actually thought I was pregnant and that's why we we're having a quick marriage. And oh. I said, absolutely not. No. So he called in a specialist, and they found out I had a growth, an ovarian cyst. Oh my goodness! Um, it was the size of a three-month fetus. Wow! And so he said, "You're going to have surgery." And I said, "No, I'm getting married." He says, "You're having surgery. My next surgery date, which is Thursday. Oh my! So get ready." <laughs> so I was planning a wedding. I had to have surgery, and this was in May. Yeah. And we got married in June. Oh. So it was all kind of hectic, but I had to take a couple of incompletes before I got my <sighs> diploma. But we just felt like God brought us together. Of course. Answers to all your prayers. and Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think, I know He did, because yeah. God answers prayers. He does. 
And uh, no. for a while, I think True felt like, well, I saved her life. Now do I really have to go through with this marriage? <laughs> but he did. Yeah, well, good for him. <laughs> and were, was he a return missionary? He Is was. That somebody you'd, you'd probably had a goal of marrying a return missionary. And, and so what temple were you, were you married in? We got married in the Mantai Temple. Oh, okay. And did had that was that the first time you'd been through the Manti Temple? It was. Or the temple? Yeah. Well, I got my endowments out in St. George. Um, I graduated. It was a Saturday morning when they had the commencement. Mm. And then we went down to St. George, and I took my endowments out. Wow. And that was just a week before uh, we got married. So I could have yeah. go home with my mom to Richfield. Right. And then I think we did go through one session during the week, so yeah. I'd be a little bit more <laughs> comfortable. familiar. Yeah. Yeah, comfortable. What did you think of the temple the first time you went through? Well, the first time I went through, I remember thinking, and I never did say this to anybody, so that's what I waited for my whole life. That was really weird. <laughs> It was strange, isn't it? Yeah. And like I said, I just felt like I was unworthy and that all the fault was on me because I didn't feel like what I'd heard other people felt going through the oh, temple. Oh, so you felt, you felt unworthy. Right. Right. Well, not I put it on myself and yeah. um, realized if everybody I loved thought that that was what we should do, then, you know, it was me. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy enough. I had to just keep trying harder and keep trying harder until I felt that wonderful spirit yeah. that you feel in the temple. The church seems to do that in, in many ways, doesn't it? About either the temple or if we haven't a testimony of the Book of Mormon, it's, the, it's our problem. We're not, we're not praying hard enough or something. I don't know. Right. And and I, like I said, I never even dared breathe you a word breathe, about say to, that to anybody. anybody. Yeah, we don't talk about the temple outside of the temple, and then even and then to have questions about it, you'd you'd be. Uh, what do you What do you think people would think if you raised a such a negative kind of a comment or question? Don't right. you think they'd be judgmental, <laughs> right? Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. So, but you kept going back, and of course, got married in the temple, and you have you, and you, and you were active after that, I guess. We were. Yeah. We we went to the temple regularly. Yeah. Um, we fulfilled our church callings. Yeah. Um, that was our life. Yeah. Really was. And how long of a period did that last, or how long were you active and in the church? Oh, a long time. It was. We got married in '81. And um, really most of our lives, it's just been the last 10 years that we totally came out. Really? Mm-hmm. So any questions come up during this 10 or 20, 30 year period <laughs> that... Uh, you know, you? for me, I, I really didn't. I, I didn't either. It, it was the fear. It's not unusual, but yeah, I you, didn't either. You don't uh, question, you don't read anything that's not approved, and yeah. life was happy. But what really started the change in our, and particularly my husband, as we went through, in fact, it was when one of my nephews went through the temple uh, before his mission. Mm. And it's when they changed the ceremony and, and some of the, um, I don't know how to word it, yeah, the, the things were the, taken some out. Some of the different changes they made, yeah. Was that 1990 or so? Yeah, I right, think, yeah. 1990. And actually, my husband started to question because he, 
he told me, he's like, I taught on my mission that eternal truth never changes. <laughs> and he said, why would they change this? Yeah. And I was kind of like, yeah, shut up, I like it better. I, you know, I, it's, more, it's more comfortable, it's better, it, it's an yeah. improvement. So, yeah. you know, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> and he tried First that. Accepted, huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah, he tried that, but he just couldn't let it go. Mm. And uh, then he started to Three. question, and his answers were, don't question. And yeah. then it, it went downhill from there, and he was accused of a lot of things, and, mm. um, you know, he was into a lot of bad stuff, and there was a lot of gossip, according, mm. you know, I'm just repeating yeah. some of the things that were said. Sure. And I remember one night, it was late at night, and he actually was meeting with our state president. And I was about near panic because I thought, what if he's excommunicated? That'll be the end of life as we know it. You know, what what do I do? You thought it might be that serious? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Okay. It, it it had it had gotten down to the point where um, it was very much a possibility. Yeah. And I just remember it so clearly. All the kids were in bed, like I said, and it was late. How many kids, by the way? Uh, we have four. Four. Two okay. boys and two girls. Okay. And our our sons at that point were just graduating from high school, just out of high school. We had one daughter in high school and one daughter in junior high at the time. Yeah. But um, I just got on my knees and I was pouring my heart out to God. Yeah. And I just, a thought came to me and a feeling, of course I, you know, I was still into feeling, yeah. um, feeling the spirit, but uh, the words just came to my mind, it'll be all right. Really? Don't worry. Isn't that a comfort? And so, I figured I could handle whatever was um, brought before yeah. us. <laughs> and you loved your husband, and you wanted your family to to pur pursue or continue, and so you just trusted God, I guess, at this point, huh? Mm -hmm. But you, were you upset at him? I or kind of was. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't understand it, and I actually questioned him somewhat. Well, are these things that you're receiving from the right source? Yeah. How do you know they are? Why, yeah. you know, you could be deceived. What's what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it was really tough. Yeah. Um, but I knew I loved him, and I I always believed in prayer, and I knew that my prayers had always been answered, and I couldn't I deny that. Yeah. And so it just took me time. It's kind of like getting into a pool of water and you dip your toe in. Yeah. Um, but it took me a long time and a lot of patience and love on both sides because I didn't tell him, if you don't come back to the church or stay in the church, I'll divorce you. And on the flip side, he didn't say, you, you can't stay in the church. Or mm -hmm. I will leave you. So no, we had so that you together. mutual respect. Were you worried about your eternal salvation at this point? I mean, yes, I was. Yeah, it, it was a scary thing to go through. And the kids were they aware of any of this? We kept it from them for quite a while, but it got to the point where um, he was being forced to either resign his membership or be excommunicated. Oh my! So it got really and serious. And so we then. decided we had to talk to the kids at that point. Yeah. And when we did, it was kind of a relief because they're <laughs> all chips off the old block. They oh, really? had been critically thinking about a lot of things that didn't really? make sense to them. So they were able to be talked to and at least ask questions and visit. 
talk right, things yeah. about. They were all receptive about. to it. Oh, good. And so that was a good thing. Yeah. But um, it, it was very difficult. And one of the things that opened me up to reading or, or even looking any further was the way we were treated because there was so much gossip and so oh many my. lies and so in the ward yes oh in the my. community yeah um just hurtful things that were said about truth. and the way we were treated yeah uh, um that he had had multiple affairs that he was into couldn't be the church it had right to be just the all these awful character. things yeah. um it was insinuated that he had been inappropriate with our daughters and oh, no. things like that. It, it, just awful things. Yeah. And so I thought, if this is really <laughs> the true church, why are people treating us this way? Yeah. And if excommunication is a tool to help draw you back, <laughs> All it does is alienate you and humiliate you. Yeah. And so that started kind of the chink in my armor. Well, did you have, uh, were you, you were okay to talk to him though? Was he willing to share, of course, things with you, but were you willing to listen and you know, to learn? You know, to a certain degree, but yeah. sometimes I think I'd go on overload and just shut down. Yeah. But what kind of helped me is he would get articles or some research and kind of leave it out for me <laughs> and give you a chance to look at it and right and, and sometimes it'd sit there for weeks because I was literally afraid and I I couldn't why I are, just couldn't why force are we myself that, why are we that way as LDS I think it's you know it's taken me years to realize my whole life was ruled by fear Fear of not being good fear enough, fear of not getting to the celestial kingdom, fear of not being a good enough mom or wife or anything. It's just fear of everything. Or not asking a question about the temple, like you said. It is. That's interesting. I appreciate you saying that because I, I guess it was a fear. I was afraid to look at stuff and afraid you're going to learn something. We shouldn't be afraid of any truth right. or anything that's out there. So then what happens next? You... I guess you continue living in the same place. We did, did for a while, but yeah. we literally felt like we needed to yeah. move. Yeah. And we had lived in Cedar for over 20 years, wow. and that's where all this took place. We graduated from SUU and stayed there. Wow. And uh, we, we relocated up to the Ogden area, wow. actually, North Ogden. We had a, a very good friend, and uh, he was also a very active Mormon, and we had two or three, True had some very good friends that even through this stayed loyal. Oh, good. Uh, even them. though he, <laughs> he stayed loyal to the church as well. Yeah. But there was some mutual respect there, and so mm -hmm. we moved up here, and he was a supporter of our business. If it hadn't been for him, we wouldn't have had the funds to, to relocate. Oh, that was a blessing, man. It was, and mm -hmm. he, he was a a very good man and a good mentor in a lot of mm -hmm. ways. So we relocated and, and started over. Wow. Well, you personally, um, this journey has been part of, um, affected you tremendously, I'm sure, but did you feel, uh, so how did you develop in kind of with, uh, <laughs> both with changing from Mormonism to Christianity? What did you deal with? Well, I was under the mistaken idea that if I kept going to church 
and and our girls went to church. You kept doing your part. Huh? Right, yeah. that it would smooth things over and it would help the girls. Yeah. But it really didn't. And I was getting more uncomfortable because the things I was learning were just not coinciding with the things coming across the pulpit and I could see it was glaring mm. that things just weren't right. Yeah. And so it became painful, but I kept going thinking it might help. <laughs> but it didn't. So when we came up here, we just really went inactive. True True was oh, did you really? out of the church, but we didn't go to Isn't church at so all typical? up here. And it just seemed like such a relief. Yeah. But that's the most damaging thing that Mormonism does is you, you kind of don't believe anything for a while. I know it. Or, you know, and you definitely don't trust the Bible. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, Article Eighth Article of Faith tells us that. Right. So yeah. we just kind of were inactive. But my lifeline was uh, I believed in the power of prayer, and yeah. I did believe in Jesus. But I still thought of him as my older brother. But yeah, isn't that different? <laughs> I knew he was there, and I always prayed. Yeah. I always, always prayed. So what was your first... Christian experience, so to speak. Did you go to a church eventually? And You know, after about five years. Wow. Um, and I, it was just kind of a fluke. I, I was invited to go, and I went one time. Had Drew gone at all? No, at no. that point he hadn't. He, hadn't. Um, he was kind of just enjoying the freedom. Yeah. Um, so and he at went that with point, his friend? Oh, I'm sorry. I actually, my son and and uh, daughter and I went. We went one time, yeah. And I didn't return for another year. No. Oh. But part of the the issue was, we have a family business, and we all work together. Oh. And after about five years, I was getting really lonely because I couldn't. You know, my, your husband can't meet all your needs. Your social you life can't lost be met. Your culture and right, social with, outlets and with your children. Yeah, and so I, uh, for a while, I, I actually I went to Relief Society two or three times just because I was lonely. Yeah, and then it it finally hit me like a ton of bricks. It'd be so superficial <laughs> because I can't act like I believe all this just to have a friend. Yeah. And so I quit going. Wow. And then finally, really out of loneliness and desperation, I decided to go back <laughs> to church. Yeah. And I did, and I'm, I'm really basically a shy person. Yeah. And I would go, and I'd leave as soon as, almost before the prayer was over, because I didn't dare talk to anybody. But I remember going, and the, I had always been involved in music. Hmm always some way, uh, whether choirs, and in high school I was in a cappella and involved in the choruses, and I always played the organ and the piano, and that most of my experience was with music, yeah. playing the organ for sacrament meeting, or playing for primary, or playing for Relief Society, Very and juggling <laughs> back and forth between music. Yeah. So I really missed that, and I remember going to the Christian service and, and all the songs. I would sit and ball because they were all about Jesus. Yes. And it was so totally different, and that really, really touched me and started opening my heart. And I realized that the Bible was trustworthy. I'd never been taught 
the way I was taught. And it was exciting and just a whole new world to me. But it took me a long time. That's the same way we felt. Just more about Jesus and more about the Bible than we'd ever experienced before. Uh, what did, exactly did that uh, feel like compared to Mormonism? I mean, they're just Jesus just isn't the same in Mormonism, is it? No, is he? it's <laughs> not. I mean, there's a song, like I said, it's um, Chris Tomlin, My Chains Are Gone, I've Been Set Free. Yeah. My God, my Savior has ransomed me, and that's where I feel my chains are gone. Because Mormonism is bondage. You're just bound to all these laws and rules, and you don't give credit where credit is due. Yeah. And the Trinity was kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around, but yeah. what, as a parent, I thought, there's no way I could sacrifice my oldest son to save the other three. I couldn't do it. But I would do it as a parent. Mm. And that's what clicked with me, how the Trinity works. And I still one sometimes... God, one God, but manifest in the, as right. the Son. Emmanuel, God yeah, is with us. God with us. He came down in the flesh. He lowered himself to, to come to this world. Wow to think of us, to save us. I mean, what a gift that is. What a joyful message that is. And we, like you mentioned, grace and works. We've, we are saved by His righteousness and His grace. Isn't that a, and our, the burden is off of our shoulders. Right. We don't feel like we have to do all the things. Exactly. Well, we, believe it or not, our time's almost up. You've got a minute or so. What would you tell the Latter-day Saints that might be either questioning or have had questions about temple changes or archaeology in the Book of Mormon or something. What would you tell them? Well, the thing, like I said, fear, that ruled me. Um, but just really pray because God is real. He's there. He knows us. Yeah. It's such a miracle me to me that He could number every hair on our heads. Yeah. Everything he's done for us, he'll never let you down. Don't let the fear hold you back from finding the truth. He, he's there. And that causes such a guilt and an unworthiness on our part. When, but when you tr turn your life over to Christ, he's in us, and we just know that he's taking care of those sins, and we are sinners. We're unworthy. Latter-day Saints don't like to admit that, do they? No, no, <laughs> and that just takes the pressure off because when you know you're fallen and you rely on Christ's grace, that's just everything. Wow, well, that's tremendous. Well, I look forward to talking to True and hear, hearing his side <laughs> of, of the story, but you're a delight, and uh, thanks so much for sharing your, your story tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Joan. We appreciate you watching and tuning in tonight, and... Uh, we hope that you'll consider the fact that you are following the gospel of Joseph Smith and not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Good night. Thanks. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Music